Hi there, and welcome to the podcast, Lifting the Veil. I'm your host, Noelle Cellini. This episode about how to navigate your awakening has been a long time in the making. I will say it's been eight, pretty much nine years. Uh, not that I always had the idea to do this uh, episode. My podcast is not eight or nine years old, but meaning these are, I've put together a list of six things. I will call them six tools of how to not only necessarily navigate your awakening, but just navigate life here in this human avatar. As we know, we are souls with a body, not a body with a soul, right? And so these are these are tips and tools that I use now that I've used during my awakening to kind of get me through to the other side to that light at the end of the tunnel, but that of course I still use to this day. So as always, I hope you will find it helpful and thank you for tuning in. Now, when it comes to how to navigate your awakening, I'm going to share with you six tips or kind of six things I have outlined here, Um, share them with you, and then, of course, dive into them a little bit deeper and explain them and expand on them. But I can also actually call them tools, kind of tools that I would say that are now in my tool belt, things that I actively use on the daily all the time, not just to navigate my awakening. And of course, I can also sit here and say, well, I wish I knew these sooner. But yes, but actually, I don't really say that because that is the whole purpose. Remember, we came here to Earth, whether you want to call Earth a school or a playground, but we came here you know, we are the universe in human form. We are stars wrapped in a meat suit. We came here, we have this human avatar as how to get around as, like I said, as the universe expressing itself in human form. Um, to re-remember this, to re-remember what we know to be true. Something I, I say quite often is that, you know, knowledge is learned, wisdom is remembered. So if you came down here remembering this or knowing this all right away, what what would be the purpose? What would you learn? What would you bump up against? What would you struggle with? It's like getting all the answers right on a test and not knowing how and why you got them right, almost like you just guessed. So we came here. I know that it's dense. I know it is the densest plane out of all of them. Believe me, this is why um, it's, I call everything lifting the veil. There are more veils here on earth than anywhere else. Um, So this is, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's possible. It's doable. So to dive into these, um, to share with you quickly the, the six kind of bullet points or six tools that I think are helpful when it comes to navigating your awakening. The first thing I have written down is that there's only ever one next step in front of us. There's not 10. Spirit is not asking us to move forward with 10 different steps. It's only one. Now, as our second bullet point, and like I said, we'll go into these in a little bit more in depth. I'll expand upon them and give examples. Second bullet point or tool in our in our tool belt, right? Aside from that, there's only one next step in front of us, not 10 different doors, only one, is that you won't miss a step. Now, this means that you can't go over it, go around it, go underneath it, say pass and say, I'll come to it later. 
No, 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 no. That's not how it works. There is a certain order, a certain rhyme and reason to this. And although it may not seem connected to what you desire, what you want, it, it is connected to it. And there is a reason that it is next. And you cannot get to the next one till you do that. I will share very, very quickly that when I've talked about this before, that as soon as I finally started my podcast, when I launched it in, it was uh, very end of August, 2019, that pretty much like three weeks later, I found myself on a plane to Milan, Italy. I had not been there for many years because then it was like, oh, finally you did it, Noelle. And all the other things waiting for you in Italy can now open up to you because you took this next step. It's it's connected, but not, but connected in the way that like you finally did this. So now we can start giving you the other things that you really wanted and hoped and wished for it and desired. So, and like I said, I'll share more clearer examples as we, um, once we go back in, into detail. So you cannot, you cannot skirt around a step. And I will share some examples. It won't always come through. Say you're, say the next step for you is something about confidence. Well, it may be somebody who says something to you. Maybe then the next time it's an on, a free online course that you do. So it's not always going to come up in the same way. It will get louder and more pronounced each time, but it will not necessarily come through being delivered to try to get you to notice it in the same way. I will share my example with um, kind of my abundance mindset, um, worthiness, receiving financial stuff, it, all the different channels one after one, because it just was not clicking for me what I needed to see, but it came through in different ways, a, a person, an online course, a video, et cetera, et cetera, until I finally, finally saw it. So um, moving on to our third um, tool or step or bullet point is learning how to ask for help. This is something I actually have a, a whole separate podcast podcast on how to ask for help from your angelic team, from your angels and guides. This is a big one. This may sound really small and insignificant, but this was a really big one for me and something, I mean, I use all of these tools, but all of these six steps, but this one I use on the daily several times a day. I ask for help from my angelic team. And this was something I didn't know I could do before and was a really, really big help was learning how to ask for help. And again, I will share specific stories and examples of that, of course. Uh, moving on, our fourth one is that you will lose friends. Now, we've probably all experienced this already on some level because everybody went through some sort of awakening with 2020 and COVID and all that stuff. Um, so you've, even though I, my awakening had started in 2015, 2020, I still experienced almost kind of like another awakening was another big shift. And I, I know, um, all across this world, that was what was so key about is that it did, it forced people to look at things. So we kind of know what losing friends is about. Uh, I'm going to, again, talk more in depth and in detail about that. And family might also be in there as well. You may know about that. Somebody may, even when it's not related to awakening, somebody may you know, want to pursue a career in being a florist, and yet their family wants them to be, I don't know, a doctor or a psychologist. So we know what it's like to kind of have a wedge drawn between even family, 
people that we think that are just going to be there for us, you know, blood is thicker than water kind of thing. But this will happen. I'll share what happened between my mom and I um, on your awakening. So losing friends and kind of in a way, yeah, losing family or now my mom and I have kind of learned to, to navigate it. Our relationship has definitely changed and shifted, but it's under different different terms, different boundaries. And that's not a bad thing. It's just found a new happy medium. Um, but I know it can be unpleasant for sure. Uh, number five is having courage. Now, this is something I've shared a little bit on my Instagram, but courage is very interesting. If you look at the word courage in French and Italian, I don't know Spanish, but I assume it's similar considering those are the three uh, romance languages. But courage means to move from the heart. Now, if you look at that, it means to move from the heart, not to come from the heart. So move means move forward with what you're maybe guided to say. Move forward with a step that you are guided to make. Doesn't necessarily mean, so coming from the heart is taking that action step, is saying that thing, but it courage means to move. So you are going to have to, you cannot just journal and yoga and green juice our way through an awakening. It is going to take courage. You are going to, like for me, one of mine was was podcast, podcast, podcast. I've definitely taken many other steps, meaning sometimes for others, it may be start a YouTube channel, start a YouTube channel, or write a book, write a book, write a book, or, you know, get your, get your art out there, start a separate Instagram for it, whatever it is. So there is going to have to be some forward movement, some action steps taken. We're not just shifting the internal landscape and doing the inner work, which is pivotal, and where it starts. And then from there, we're guided to take a step, like I said, you know, enroll in a course or start, um, you know, start that podcast, start writing that book, start um, baking your creations on a bigger scale, whatever it is, not just for friends and family. So we're, it's going to take courage to move forward. And I'm going to, again, uh, share some things about that. That's where readings that I have maybe from people I've run into or my astrologer kind of come into play because as I'm moving forward and navigating my awakening, it's almost like guideposts. I'm like, oh, that's what my astrologer saw in my chart, but now it's happening four years later. Or that's what this person was seeing when I had my palm read or my cards read or a psychic or whatever. So those little guideposts are great because all of a sudden you're there and it starts to click, but only once we are taking those action steps. And then the last one on the list I have is really learning how your intuition is speaking to you. Remember, intuition is the voice of our soul and it doesn't speak in complete sentences. It's, it's a feeling, yes. It can also be a word or a phrase. I find it's not a complete sentence. Um, as I say, it almost has no emotional charge. It's a just simply an inner knowing. I'll expand upon this, but as I'm sitting with this right now, the, the other way I would describe it for me is that I can feel it almost like gears on a, on a clock. Um, and it, it clicks into place or one of those 
oh what was it those Nicolas Cage movies like National Treasure or whatever when they're when they're trying to open up a lock and maybe it's a four or five combination lock and they think the first number is six and so they go to it and you hear it you literally hear it click like it like it it opens that part and then they go to the next one and maybe they think it's a two and it clicks into place and they go to the next one they think it's a five but it, it doesn't you don't fear feel or hear that click that's not it it for me it can be things like maybe I'm thinking about things or journaling something and all of a sudden boom there it is it hits me it's just an inner knowing it's like that click you feel it click into place like I could almost open a safe without knowing any of the numbers any of the combination just by feeling it click there it is there's the first number spin 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 until you slowly are spinning and you feel the next one click and there it is now the key to this the key to this no pun intended is that once you know it you then do it balls to the wall no doubt this is where I find something I excel at and I find other people get stuck at is that as soon as something comes through I know it and then I start to do it I start to move forward with it I put it in place whether it's an idea an action step um, just something I know to be true I move forward with that I find then other people then sit there and start to do all the research or then aren't sure or run it by others I may tell others but I'm not telling others for their opinion I'm just telling them to share what's going on in my life so this is where I find then um, if it's before me it's for me I just keep going with it I don't let any of the doubt or the naysayers or anybody else deter me from that as soon as it clicks I know I don't spend my time researching it till I'm blue in the face I just go and that is just it's that effortless it's that much of a trust it is that 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 deep so um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the language of intuition not only is it a feeling not only is it an inner knowing a no emotional charge not only does it come through in those quiet moments a lot of times it doesn't come through when I'm journaling I can just all of a sudden get stand up from journaling and there it is or I can go on a walk and as soon as I'm outside remember one of my favorite quotes is never trust a thought you receive indoors <laughs> I find that to be so true I can just go on a quick three five minute walk and I just have so much more clarity than than when I'm inside so to speak so uh, that is the sixth item on our outline um, list or as I say um, the sixth tool in our tool belt now to go back to the first one when I talk about that there's only ever one step one next step the visual I would get and I may have used this before so I apologize if you're if I'm repeating myself but I picture it kind of like a lazy river one of those things where you're in an inner tube and you go down to the first kind of pool and sometimes you hit the flow and you just leave that pool right away and you go on to the next one and then maybe sometimes you're in that second pool and you're just not catching the wave or the flow but you eventually catch it you go down there's only ever one way down what I mean is yes there's many ways for the universe to deliver your desire it's not going to give up on you it's going to keep you know nudging at you guiding you giving you giving you guidance but what I mean is there's only ever one open door 
like that lazy river, there's not 10 different avenues down from those little pools that you go down into when you're sitting on your inner tube. There's only ever one ramp down. That's it. (laughs) So we get confused. Again, maybe it's because we stop and we're not sure or that's not how my friend did it or that's not how this person's awakening did it and we're in the same industry or the same this. There's only ever one door and it's the one that's open. It's the one that's working for you now. It's the one that's poking at you now. It's the one you're bumping up against now. Again, it's not going to make sense why this is the next step. How could this be related to what I want to get to? As a side note, I had a friend sharing with me um, that things for California keep popping up for her. She shared um, a picture of, it was kind of like a... Um, kind of like a wedding planning or a beautiful event, a, a beautiful table in California. And she's also had a car outside her her condo building where it was, oh, I know, it was a Tesla. And the license plate said charged up or something like that. And she was sending it to me. And I told her, I'm like, the license plate is from California and it's on a Tesla. It's telling you that California is going to, is where you're going to be charged up. It's where she also had a reading with my astrologer where my astrologer said, this is where you're going to find, you know, love and romance and an ideal social group and be supported in your career and all this stuff. You're going to feel charged up in California. Now, the key for this is not to then look for condos or apartments or houses in California. What we do then is move forward with whatever we're guided to do for her. It's actually to start writing a book. And you watch then as you move forward, how is writing a book connected to California? Or how is writing a book going to get her to California? Well, you do these steps and California literally then wants you. It pulls you in. This is why we don't know how it's connected. But this is why I say everything you want is downstream. What you want wants you. Everything you want is literally already obsessed with you, but it's not the straight line of, well, I'm going to go look up houses or apartments or condos in California. Nope. You go there, say you have the money to go there, and none of the stuff is really going to come through the way you're hoping or wishing or wanting or that's in your chart because you don't have, you're not embodying the energy of it yet. So even though California may show up in your astrological chart as where you're going to thrive and all this stuff and feel charged up and appreciated and seen and loved and all this stuff, but you don't you don't embody the energy of it yet. You haven't removed the veils to fully align with it. Remember, we don't go after things. We remove the veils and it literally magnetizes right to us. Everything we want is downstream. Let it be easy. So that's a good way to think of that. The universe is only asking you to move forward with one next step. It's the one that's right in front of you. So release the fears, release the wondering of and why of how is this connected and move forward with it. It may not seem connected. How is writing a book going to get me to California? How is a podcast going to get me? I don't know. I'm not going to say exactly what it's brought me to, several things, but how is a podcast, let's say, going to enable me to start my own clothing line? That's not it, but I'm saying that so you never know how it's connected and you're not supposed to know. Even with the best astrologer, the best psychics, the best tarot readers, the best all, you're not supposed to know. You're just supposed to enjoy it, right? 
because all of life is letting go, all of it. You're supposed to re-remember and trust and faith in the unseen. So there's only ever one next step. That's all. Don't get overwhelmed by you think that there's 10, there's one, and it's the one poking at you the most. Now, the one that kind of goes hand in hand with that that I have next on our list is uh, that you won't miss a step. Remember, like I said, you can't go over it. You can't say pass. I'll come back to that later. Um, I'm going to go to the left of it. I'm going to go underneath it. No, you cannot bullshit the universe. So (laughs) it's not going to work that way. Um, So have no fear. There is no, there is no right or wrong time. The more you go through life and aren't recognizing it, it's going to, the nudge to know that next step to, as I say, remember, to, it's either, it's always guiding us to do one of three things. Either let go of something, move forward with something, or embody something. That's all those things poking at us, those next doors, those signs and stuff. It's guiding us to do one of those three things. Not all three, just one. And then again, once we do, remember, then those signs or those experiences or repeating situation goes away and the next one appears. And remember, if you do enough, I like the quote from Matt Damon from the, what is it, The Martian, when he says, solve enough problems and you get to go home. This is basically lift enough veils and you come back to your true self, which is love, joy, health, and abundance. And everything, everything naturally flows to you. Everything you want is downstream. Like I said, will it be worth it? Absolutely. Is it easy? No. Is it possible? Yep. 110%. So uh, when it comes to um, not uh, that you can't miss a step. So something, and I have talked about this before, there was something about kind of like an abundance mindset, um, feeling um, prosperous, prosperity deals with, you know, finances, financial abundance. I had some, uh, some veils around that. And so I shared one time that I was invited into, it was like a, like a, a big text group. It was a big WhatsApp group. This was actually right before 2020 stuff. And it was like 20 days or 21 days of abundance. And you did a different journal entry for each day. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is so what I need. And it was free. And I did all the things. I did all the journal entries. Even if you had had you rewrite things like three times, I did it. I listened to the music and the chant and the chants and all that stuff. But it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't click for me. It didn't shift what it needed to shift. Okay, not a big deal. The universe sent me something and somebody else. And that was then somebody um, I partnered with online. We were going to offer these online courses and we were going to write some ebooks together. And we wrote a book. She wrote kind of a few chapters. We wrote a book on abundance. She wrote like these five chapters and I wrote these other five ones. And so when I got to hear and read over hers, I knew that there was stuff in there that it was trying to get me to to see this veil. And I, I, I really tried and it just same thing wasn't clicking for me. Okay, not a big deal. The universe then sent me somebody else. Um, and mind you, these were all free. So these are not things that I paid hundreds or thousands of dollars for to shift this veil. The universe does not work like that. It's wanting you, it's supporting you. It, you we came here 
to thrive. It wants you to get back to your natural state. So it's not shrouded in these things of, well, you have to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars to lift the veil on this. You may get to that on your journey. You may get to that where then you're hiring coaches and and paying for retreats and big things. That's a-okay. But the guidance is, is there in, so to speak, it's free or very, very affordable form. So now the a third one I know, and there may have been ones before this, these are just, I was knee deep in my awakening, so very much more aware and paying attention to things super um, with, you know, a lot of intent, very super aware. Third one was, it sent me somebody else. I had followed her a long time on Facebook. And I know she did, she just did like an hour video and it was going to only be up for like 24 or 48 hours. And then she was going to make it like a paid thing to watch it. And it was something in that video that she said, it was something about, well, kind of like as, as entrepreneurs, we feel that we feel that the only way to make money or to magnetize money is by doing something like kind of like we have to remove that limiting belief that doing something is connected to how much we can receive. And it was the way in which she said it, and I may have shared this before, but that clicked for me. Maybe it was because it was coming from her and her energy. Maybe it was where I was in my life. Uh, I will never forget. This was actually, oh, and mind you, if I get a little emotional here, but this was in July of 2020. July of 2020. And I didn't know it at the time. But going back, I would know it. Again, I'm very conscious of things and how they're all connected. And I mark things on my calendar. The very next day is when my dog had a stroke. Now he would be around for another six more six months in the physical. But he had a stroke the next day. Uh, I hadn't integrated I, I through that video with that woman, I identified a really big veil. I hadn't integrated it, meaning I hadn't embodied it, but I finally, finally identified it. It clicked. And so my dog having the stroke the next day was, he knew his, it's one of the two things my contract with him was, he knew he got me to that point, And so now he could leave. Like I said, he would still stay around in the physical for six more months um, until he would, he would leave in February of 2021. And, um, but that was connected. So it's all, it's all connected. It all, all, all is a message. It all, all, all is a sign. You may not know it at the time, but if you meditate or journal, look back on things, you'll realize the connection. So that was, that's my example of sharing how the steps don't, it, the universe won't give up on you. You have to do that next step and it, you can't skip over it or go around it or say pass and that the universe won't give up on you. It's probably not going to deliver it the same way. Like mine wasn't always through a free course or another person. It it can be in lots of different ways, but it's going to get louder and the timeline for it is going to get shorter. So quickly um, to share my podcast, I as soon as I launched my website for Lifting the Veil, I knew I was guided to do a podcast, but I thought, oh my gosh, I don't have the money for it. I don't have the time for it. I'm just trying to tread water, like stay above float during my awakening. I I want to do this, but I don't know. How do I hire somebody? How do I find a studio? Again, how do I afford this? I just, I can't add another thing to my plate. And 
actually how I got nudged to do it was somebody invited me on a podcast and she then never, I don't ever think she ever published any of her episodes. She had some sound issues and some other stuff and some personal things and it never got, it never, it never went live. It never, she never posted it. I think less than a year later, a few months later, I was invited to be a guest on another podcast and same thing. We had a great time in the episode. I loved being his guest, but he never, to this day, I don't think he's ever launched his podcast a single episode because he was waiting for funding and sponsorship. And I remember it was a few weeks after we recorded and he told me he was waiting for sponsorship and he was just going to record other episodes. And I literally was like, F this. I had way too much fun. It was like verbal diarrhea. It just came out. I have so much wisdom to share I'm just going to start my own. And probably about a year before, a friend of mine had showed me this free podcasting app, Anchor, which is still what I use on my phone to this day. It's free. No special microphone, no special equipment. I just pick the title and record and write the description and it's published to all major platforms. Um, I finally downloaded the app that he had showed me many months before and sat down and recorded my first episode. So I deleted that whole first episode because I felt like I was rambling and then to record it in segments. But then like two or three days later, I recorded the first three and just uploaded them and have been going ever since. And then, like I said, just Italy opened up to me other opportunities. I just felt the universe start to move and shift a lot around like, oh, you finally got it. And while you finally move forward with that step. So it wasn't going to give up on me after two failed not failed, but let's put it this way, two guest episodes that I was on that never got published. That was my push to finally start my own because I knew I wanted um, my message to get out there. Now, as a side side note, I know this is getting a little long, but as for me, I can take things very deep and see all the messages and all the almost, you know, all the angles Um, meaning that I also know that the reason I didn't start my podcast sooner, even though I say it was time, even though I say it was money, even though I say it was resources, it was, I also didn't start my podcast until I lifted a veil about not being seen and heard, but about being a leader. So I had been seen for a few months until I launched mine in August of 20, um, was it 2019 when I launched my podcast I kept seeing crowns so like I remember this guy came up to me with a tattoo of a crown I was seeing crowns on the side of um, trucks Uh, somebody gave me um, a card that had a crown on it I was just seeing crowns everywhere I went and I was like all right what is this nudging me to either let go of move forward with or embody And when I just sat with it for a little bit, I was like, oh, this is about being a leader. I think that being a leader is like pompous and showy and flashy. Uh Uh-uh. That's a veil. That's a limiting belief. I actually like to be a leader. Give me the microphone. Not because I want fame, because I know I can explain the message in a way that that would make sense for a lot of people. I, I just, I want the, <laughs> the audience. So as soon as I shifted that, that being a leader wasn't pompous, wasn't flashy, wasn't showing, I also then started my podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Now moving on to the third item on our list or third tool is I have how to ask for help. As I mentioned before, this is something I do have a separate podcast on about and a, a wonderful book. It's it's something like that encyclopedia of angels, saints, gods, goddesses, deities. And, you know, I've shared in that podcast about how to use the book and it lists all sorts of things, how to this one can help you. Uh, stay safe while you travel. This one can protect your electronics. This one can help you conceive a child. Uh, this one can help you invite more abundance into your life, whatever it is, and how to call them in and how they show up once you call them in because they really do show up in a very, very big way. But even without that book, uh, this is something that, like I said, is, is something I use on the daily several times a day. I'm constantly in conversation and contact with my angelic team. Now we have angels and guides. I just kind of say a general thing to my benevolent angels and guides and I ask that it comes through only through divine source. I ask for help with, as I've shared, simple things. I've uh, talked about the example of like opening a heavy door and maybe they don't necessarily open it, but as soon as I go to open it, you know, somebody behind me then pulls it open and holds it open for me or a gust of wind comes. Uh, something else, uh, I think a great example is I was going over to a friend's house. We were watching, we we're actually watching Vanderpump Rules, if anybody knows all the drama and the saga with that. And we were getting together every week to watch it. And she had a friend who was usually at her place or kind of staying over or stopping by. And this friend was lovely, but she was vaping a lot. So vaping like the smoking and it was really, it was a lot and it would hang in the air and it really, it really, it really bothers me. And so after this first time we got together and we were there for an hour, the show was like an hour. I went home and I remember saying to my angels and guides, I'm like, I want to go over the next week. It's fun. It's just, you know, something, something silly that we all just kind of have watched and are watching this drama and saga play out in this show. I'm like, but the vaping really bothers me. And of course I know it's not good to be inhaling that as like a secondhand smoke. So I asked for help. Well, that's all I did. I just asked for my, to my angels and guides only through divine source to, uh, that I still wanted to go over and hang out and watch the show, but that the vaping really bothered me to protect me from that. So the second week that I went over, the friend was still there, but she actually didn't sit in the living room. She sat in the dining room because she had a big project for work that she was working on. So she didn't really vape until pretty much the show was an hour. And as soon as the show was over, she came over and joined us on the couch. And then she started vaping. But our show was over. Our Vanderpump Rules show was over. So I got up and I left. And I didn't need to stay anymore. And that was it. And so my angels and guides protected me from that by having her sit in the kitchen for the hour length of our show. But then right away when she started, I, I got up and left. And then the third week, I went over and this friend wasn't there. This, the, her and her other friend kind of had just a talk and kind of had some boundaries set. And actually, it came out about the vaping. And I told my friend how much it bothers me. And she's like, oh, Noelle, it bothers me too. And so it was just funny. My angels and guides by the third week had totally removed this girl who was vaping a lot. So this is why I say 
this is a this is a, a tool I use a lot asking for help. Uh, it can be with everything and anything. It doesn't have to be with big things like, oh, I, I want to, you know, conceive a child or I, you know, I really need this, this new job or this new career or, or, or to find a house, uh, a, the ideal house for me in this new city. No, it can be with simple things like, hey, I love visiting with this friend, but the vaping of the other person really bothers me or opening the heavy door or I've shared how one day I was kind of bumping up against something or feeling my energy kind of dip and I asked for a little pick-me-up from my angels and guides and I quote-unquote randomly had my hairstylist who happened to be downtown say hey they were at the restaurant that is literally like across the street from me she said come join us and so I went I didn't order anything I just visited with her and her son and that was what I needed at that time just to kind of get me out of my funk. So the key is when you ask for this, then when it shows up, whether it's from a friend or a stranger, uh, maybe a stranger is giving you a compliment and that kind of boosts your, gets you back on track for that day, then don't slide back into where you were. Take that as the help that you need. Don't like open the door and be like, oh, I asked for help opening the heavy door, but I had to open it myself. As I've shared, a lot of times there's two doors to my building. So maybe I open the first one by myself and the second one, somebody comes through and then holds the door for me. That still help. Don't bitch about the first one not being opened. It's the second one. You didn't have to open them both by yourself. So all these, these, this tip, excuse me, is like I said, one of the ones I use a lot. Um, I can get into it at a later date. If you're interested, let me know, leave a comment. But, you know, we have joy guides. We have um, runners who find lost objects for us. We have, you know, prosperity angels, romance angels. You can pray to them separately or just in general, say to my benevolent angels and guides, only through divine source, only through divine source, no interference. I need help. Uh, sometimes I may say, you know, really anchoring into my joy today, really anchoring into my abundance mindset, or can you help me hear back from this person? Sometimes I'll say that and either I'll be nudged to send them an email or within a few days I'll hear from them. So nothing is off limits, big, medium, or small when it comes to asking for help. You can ask for help with finding a parking place, uh, getting a good uh, trip or cost on, a, on an, air, an airplane flight, whatever it is. Again, nothing is too big or too small or too much or too much of a bother. Now, uh, the next item I have on the list I talked about is losing friends and yes, yeah, sometimes family or kind of things shifting or driving a, we or a wedge being drawn in between family members when you go on when you start your awakening and you know not that not that this is easy I, I think the part where I see most people get tripped up with this is the fact that when we're shifting away from from things or habits that aren't really us that are only serving the ego you know and 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 these veils and these masks that we wear and as a side note remember the ego is not a bad thing. I personally don't like to label anything good or bad. I just like to say that it's either more or less aligned. That's it. The universe doesn't look at it as good or bad as black or white. It's just saying, no, a little bit more over here and a less over here. That's it. And it's not good or bad, more or less aligned. 
Now we actually need the ego. We need the ego because when you are born, you are a helpless baby, meaning you start to learn things, they are ego related, so that you do things or don't do things, say things or don't say things, because you do need people's help. You are a helpless baby. You need people to feed you, needed people to change you, needed people to wash you, needed people to put you to bed, etc. It's then later, instead of having a party, you know, that you can get your driver's license or that you can vote or that you can drink, these are parties when we should actually be having the ego death because you are transitioning into an adult, so to speak. This is where like you may be part of the tribe and then you go off on your own journey. You should, that should actually be an ego party, like an ego death party where you're then given tools and guidance of how to shed the ego, all the things you learn so that you could get help from being a helpless baby to then coming back to your true self. But we don't do that. We don't have parties like that. We don't have rituals or initiations for that. We're just kind of left to figure it out and boom, bump up against something, which then is our awakening. As a side side note, you know, most people I find that their awakening is usually health related. It is some sort of big health scare or situation that then starts them down the road of their awakening. Mine, as I've talked about many times, was actually career related. Mine was I was going along, going along. I could really only get as far as I got with the veils that I had with the limiting beliefs that I had. And then because I wasn't seeing it, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was just repeating things. I wasn't removing veils. I wasn't doing the inner work. I didn't know about any of this. Then my angels and guides, as I've talked about, kind of sucked everything up, held it all in ransom, my clients, my presentations, all of it. And literally one by one made them disappear all within like a week. And I was like, uh, what? am I not even supposed to be a wardrobe stylist? Like, is this even the wrong path for me? What is going on? And I had to figure it out. And my awakening happened not with a health scare. It happened with basically my kind of at that point, my dream job being offered to me. And as soon as it was offered to me, and I was supposed to have like an, an interview with this person via the phone, this person got stuck in a meeting and we never chatted ever. So of course, that was very upsetting. That was very disappointing. That was very um, traumatic. That was very frustrating. And uh, it's just interesting now how coming through my awakening, coming through the tunnel, seeing the light at the end, the pot of gold, how it's come back. And I can't talk about it just yet, but how it's come back has been um, basically, obviously, even better. Um a bigger extension of it and in in multiple ways it's like taking that one thing and making it into to to many many things many versions and all of which are a perfect fit and um perfect fit and it does it does come back it doesn't go to anybody else it's kind of sitting in a warehouse only you your true self your true authentic self with the veils removed is the key to open it. It's not going to anybody else. It's not going anywhere. There is no time constraint on it. It's just waiting for you to 
unlock it. So, um, so yeah, so, so losing the friends and family is, I know, very hurtful. A lot of times I find, I found that my kind of my main friends at the time, I didn't want to go to see movies anymore. They were just very, it was too much energetically for me to absorb. I didn't, wasn't interested in those topics anymore. Seeing a movie in a theater was just too much for me, too overwhelming. And I remember my friend said to me at the time, she's like, I miss my friends because I just wasn't interested in the same things anymore. Even my mom said things to me. She said she has cried over it many times. We've talked about it. She's like, the things we used to do together, you don't like to do anymore. But I knew they just didn't resonate. They didn't speak to my soul. And I had to stay true to my true self, which was I didn't want to eat those things anymore. I didn't want to do certain activities anymore. I didn't want to speak in a certain way anymore. My mom has even said to me many times, she said, she's like, I'm, I just, I don't know. I just don't get it anymore. I just am not as positive as you, or I don't see all the connections, or I don't get all the planets in retrograde and all that stuff. And so a lot of times she'd say things and I just wouldn't, I wouldn't not respond, but I wouldn't feed into it because I saw some of it as being kind of complaining and, and not gossiping, but complaining and kind of just uh, like picking people apart. And that makes her sound like a horrible person. And that's not it. Just meaning I see a lot how people complain and bitch. And I, it's one of the first veils I really lifted in my awakening is I decided I was going to be like the most positive person on the planet. And I was going to stop talking about people. I was going to stop complaining. I was going to stop um, bitching about things that weren't going my way. And I just wasn't having it. And as soon as you become aware of that, whew, I think that's a big one for humanity. I see a lot of people. It's just very easy to get into that and very, and then a little bit more difficult to see that and, and literally stop doing that. So uh, I say drinking as a big one. I don't I don't drink. I'm, I will say that I'm, I'm not sober, but I don't drink. What that means to me is that I don't necessarily never have a drink, but I don't, when I go out to dinner or something, ordering like a glass of wine or a drink is not the first thing I do. In fact, I, I don't even really order one. It just isn't appealing to me. But if I have a drink here once in a while, that's for me. Okay. It's whatever. It's something about the moment or I want it or whatever. I've probably had one drink all of last year and no drinks this year. So it's just something that I find that's a big one for people because they find it's hard to explain to friends why they're not drinking. So it's easier just to do it because it's a social thing and you don't have to be awkward and explain why you're not doing it. But it's, you have to find your 90-10. You have to find your 80-20. For me, I'm a little bit maybe extreme, <laughs> meaning I think that my sense, I have a strong sense of independence and kind of like, I don't care if I'm the only one going to this event or doing this. I just don't care. I do it anyway. I don't mind if I'm the only one doing it. So that in a way works to my advantage because I don't really care if anybody's going to join me or not join me. I don't mind doing it by myself. So in that sense, I'm able to stick to my... Um, Maybe you want to call it standards, um, boundaries, whatever it may be. So this is, this will happen. I will say where I find people getting sad over it or struggle with it 
is, you know, like they have a, they're sad over losing friends and may feel very lonely. It's, it's that situation where we describe that we're looking at the door that's closed versus, as we know, every ending is also a beginning. So we're looking at what we're losing, we're looking at the door that's closing, but we don't really realize that there's already, of course, a door or another window open. It's kind of like the butterfly that's in the chrysalis. So you're not totally, I find that transition stage until they have more friends that people struggle with it. They get really upset or feel really lonely. One is that you're never truly alone. If you knew how many so to speak, beings or saints or guides and angels are around you, you would realize you were never alone. Not to scare you, it's just the truth. And two, there are always souls waiting for you at the next level. They're just not as prominent. Like I said, it's that butterfly in the chrysalis. So you're not here where you're just turning and spinning into the chrysalis, but you're not the butterfly yet on the other side where you have these great, beautiful, gorgeous, stunning wings you're just breaking out of the chrysalis, saying goodbye to the friends, trying not to focus too much on what you're losing, but there are already people you've met. They just, you've maybe only exchanged one or two text messages with them versus the friends that you're saying goodbye to. You, of course, have a stream and a string of text messages from them. You just don't realize who is part of your new community, your new group moving forward. I met a guy a couple... I don't know, maybe two months ago. And then I recently ran into him again and we had a lovely, beautiful conversation. And now this time we exchange phone numbers and are talking about doing doing like a, a, a painting night, just getting like finger paints and painting. And this time we exchanged, like I said, we exchanged phone numbers. So I have, I'm, I've been on this path a while where I have lots of good people or lots of aligned souls around me. But here's something where say I didn't, I might be crying or feeling upset or lonely that I don't have any friends. But here I had already met this other soul. We just hadn't, he wasn't as integrated into my life yet. We hadn't exchanged phone numbers. So there are always souls waiting for you at the next level. You're just not a hundred percent in the new yet. So if you're transitioning from not drinking there are souls waiting for you at the next level who also don't drink. You just haven't integrated it. Maybe it's only 20% yet. Well, so your life isn't filled with them yet. As you continue to go, you'll integrate 50%, 60%, 80%. And then all of a sudden you'll be surrounded with souls who have the same aligned beliefs as you. So don't get caught up in that transition stage in the butterfly and the chrysalis. Keep going because there are always souls waiting for you at that next level. Now, connected to this, and a side note, I've kind of hinted at this, is that yes, you're going to lose friends and, and relationships are going to change, family and things like that. But as we know, our, our, our habits are going to change. And I mean this in terms of health habits. This is definitely part of it. You start to realize that, you know, you deserve better. You want to eat better. You want to start treating your body better. You want to start getting to bed earlier. You want to stop hanging around with people that are toxic or who always bitch or complain. Now, this is, yes, going to drive a wedge or create, you know, some distance between the current souls in your life. But this is all part of it. Definitely, Becoming more health-minded, whether you want to call it self-care, is a, 
a part of the awakening because we're not just choosing to basically raw dog our way through life. We're choosing to become more conscious in what we say, the thoughts we feed ourselves, the food that we feed our bodies, maybe the self-care practices, maybe we start going for more body work, cleanses, whatever it is. Up up leveling our health uh, and wellness tools and game is absolutely a big, big part of it. So it's okay to shift and evolve. It's okay. We're not leaving anybody behind. Remember, we're all walking each other home. We're just at a different path along our journey. So don't feel bad or guilty. Remember, if our life is about pleasing other people, it will never be about, it will never be, it will, your life will never be yours. It will always be about what, you know, you're, you're, you're doing for these other people versus staying true to yourself. Now, um, those are the two, the third and the fourth one in our, in our list of tools, asking for help. And then that we are going to lose or shifts friendships, relationships, but to remember that there are always souls waiting for us at the next level. For our last two tips or tools, we have courage. And I talked about that. I talked about that courage. It looks very similar to the word um, heart in Italian and French. And again, I'm sure very similar in Spanish that courage and heart are, again, kind of derived from the same, the same root word, meaning to move from the heart. And like I said, this is, we've probably heard that quote that, you know, set yourself on fire and seek those who fan your flames. And this is about having courage to follow your intuition, having courage to listen to those nudges, having courage to say, hey, yeah, I'm not going to gossip anymore. I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to eat that anymore. That doesn't make me feel the best, which is actually, that's why I do what I do. Yes, because I'm nudged and guided to, but ultimately what keeps me on this path and listening to my intuition is because of how it makes me feel. Now, that's why it's easy for me not to drink or not to eat this or consume that because I don't like the way it makes me feel. I think we all know what it's like if you drink or if you go to bed too late or you've been around people and you're you know, gossiping and complaining, how icky that feels, how low vibe that feels. So this is, it's how we feel. Remember, intuition is not what we think, it's how we feel. And the Pleiadians have said this in one of their books. I can't remember which one it is. But if humanity does not focus on how they feel, does not focus on their emotions and confront them, which isn't always appealing, you know, we're going to bump up against tears and fears and trauma and things that are upsetting and maybe shameful and embarrassing, that we're just going to be somebody who is just kind of blindly going through life, if we don't ever feel, we are never really going to evolve. We are never going to lift those veils. So it's how we feel that is helping us navigate through this. So as I mentioned, courage is having the courage to go your own way, having the courage to know that you're doing what you need to do for you and that there are souls waiting for you at that next level, that you are never alone, that you are on the right path. And we're speaking of being on the right path. Remember, again, there's not 
right or wrong. There's just more or less aligned. And this is where I mentioned about about, you know, getting readings, uh, whether it's I've had, I've had about, I don't know, maybe like one reading a year. I'm, it sounds like a lot when I talk about them, but it's not something I'm running to do every six months or every month. I've had past lives done just from somebody that came my way. I've had like two readings with her. I've had my palm read when I went to India. I've had, I've had a tarot reading done. Of course, I do them for myself now. I've had a numerology reading done that there was some things that came in through there that was very helpful at the time. And then later on, I uh, have worked with a psychic in the past year and a half. She's helped me specifically with a specific event or um, circumstance in my life. And then I have had my astrologer. And as a side note, when I talk about my astrologer, Stephanie, I say I'm, I'm calling in the big guns only because she is the one that I've gone back to repeatedly over the last 10 years. She is the one, the big guns, mainly I call her the big guns because she's crazy accurate. Everybody I send to her is like, where did you find this woman? She is the real deal. Um, she is the one who has told me things that most of it is now just coming true, now just unfolding and coming to fruition. And the stuff she sees and the way she explains it and describes it is not even what an astrologer would do. I don't know how she does it, but she's, as I say, dead on balls accurate. She is. That's why I say when I really need, uh, when I'm calling in the big guns, I'm calling in Stephanie. Uh, big guns also because, I don't know, I think she's like $450 an hour. She keeps me at the old rate. I don't know what that is, but uh, I do know it takes a year to get an appointment with her via the phone. I think it takes a month um, email wise. I'm happy to share her information. She only goes on referrals, but she is been the most helpful. But whether it's her reading or just readings that I've had in general, people have told me things and they don't usually then unfold that week or the next month or even that year. But as I'm going along, following the nudges and doing the inner work and even stuff I've received myself, I then all of a sudden something trickles into my awareness. Oh, Stephanie mentioned this in this reading or this person said this when they did my numerology. These then I treat as guidepost knowing that I'm on quote unquote the right path. I would just say in your highest alignment. And uh, to, to kind of uh, clarify a little bit, when we talk about the difference between synchronicities and signs, so these are mainly signs. Signs are things that come up before they happen so that then when they do happen, you know, oh, that's what that was referring to. That's why I saw that or kept hearing that song. A synchronicity is, as I say, like a wink from the universe saying, keep going, you're on the right path, you're getting warmer, more of this, please. An example of a synchronicity is when I remember I was... Uh, starting a newsletter for a style newsletter for men. And I did one of the first ones on like whether you should tuck in your shirts or not, or what's appropriate, how how long is too long, is this too short, etc. And I then was visiting a friend and we walked into the lobby of her building and somebody had a package delivered from the company Untuck It, which is a clothing brand that that sells shirts that are meant to be worn out untucked for men, specifically only for men. So that was a synchronicity saying, you just did your newsletter on this topic. Keep going. We want more newsletter 
keep keep creating newsletters, you know, style newsletters for men. That's a synchronicity. You're getting warmer. Uh, keep going. Yes, more of that, please. Versus a sign. So a sign can be something, uh, I remember I was hearing the song Timber. I think it's by Kesha. And this is this is an older song. It's not, uh, it might even be more than 10 years old. It's not recent. And I thought, why am I hearing this song almost every time I get in the car? I don't own a car, so I'm not driving one all the time. Why am I hearing this song? It's a song, Timber, you know, you better move, you better dance. Um, I'm yelling Timber, et cetera, et cetera. So then a couple months later, I would meet somebody and he's telling me about how when they transition into the winter, they have to get the timber ready and some other things. And I look at him and I didn't say anything, but in my mind, I was like, oh, snap. That is that's why I was hearing that Kesha song. So it was a sign of what's to come. So that's that's the thing of a sign. I've had things where I've visited a spot a couple years ago and every day I was there something came through, some sort of re-remembering, like I had a dream, that's what it was referring to. I remember I kept hearing this song in my head, this line of lyrics, and then it, and then it was like, that's why it's here, um, or that's what it's referring to. Every day I was in this spot, something came through, actually nothing that somebody told me in a reading, my own things, and every day I was there, that's how I knew that place was my spot. And I went on and on and on about it. When I got back, I mentioned something to my astrologer, we're friends. And she then emailed me back a few days later. And she was like, Noelle, this place is all over your progress chart. Well, I th- she said this little tidbit is on the house. I think she did that because this is not what anybody was expecting of me to say, I, this is my spot. I loved it so much. I, I was, just felt so at home here. Oh my gosh, I'm moving here, blah, blah, blah. And I think people around me were like, uh, are you sure about that? <laughs> Including my astrologers, just making sure I was on quote unquote, the right path. And something we say about astrology is that, you know, we have a map and astrology is a way to read the map. So by saying things like, oh, I see this for you or, or this or meeting somebody here, or I see you picking the school that has a yellow tree out front. Those are things that my astrologer will say and has said to to people that I know. This is the type of guidance uh, she gives. So these are things that I do find helpful because then they will pop back into your awareness as you're moving forward on your path. And we're moving forward. Remember, the moving part comes from the courage. Like I said, we can't just journal and green juice and yoga our way out of it. We're going to have to have courage move forward with those steps start offering those art classes that you're guided to to put together start that podcast that you're guided to do start writing that ebook whatever it is there is going to be action steps again like i said not just the inner work that's where courage comes from to move from the heart Remember, courage relates to the word for heart uh, in, if we look at it in French and English and Spanish. Uh, so this is, again, courage. I would, you know, use the hashtag like self-love, think for yourself. Um, this is paying attention to your own inner guidance and not the outside uh, guidance and noise. And then lastly, the last tip I said is really developing, really working on your intuition 
and realizing how it speaks to you and then how that communication is going to look with your intuition, the universe, that co-creation. We are here not to have a relationship with the seen. We are here to re-remember our relationship to the unseen, to the felt, to the magic of it all, and how to create that. Remember, magic is is thinking and embodying and creating something so much, you it forms, those thoughts form into physical matter. That's what magic is is. And you're not going to get that. You're not going to co-create that with the universe if we're only ever believing in what's already in front of us, what we can already taste and touch and see and smell. It's requiring us to believe in the unseen. Now, I know that this may be difficult and I've experienced this where I've had things where I've received signs for things for years years. And it's actually only really been till recently, specifically this summer, I've worked, um, I got the guidance that I wasn't embodying enough of my gratitude and joy. Now how that came up just to backtrack a little bit. Um, uh, one of the ways joys was com- joy was coming up was that I kept uh, seeing the card, the three of cups, which is a tarot card, I kept seeing it on my Instagram. And the three of cups is about Usually it shows like three people clinking glasses together. So it's about celebration. It can be about events, like you're going to a party, a wedding, um, a birthday party, some sort of celebration. I thought, well, my life isn't surrounded with parties. I'm not a big partier and I'm on all this stuff. It was about embodying more joy. I kept seeing the three of cups come up. So this is one of the ways. And then as soon as I realized what it wanted me to either let go of move forward with or embody the three of cups went away another way is i kept seeing balloons now this has been constant not constant but but there for a while in my life for several years i kept seeing balloons well balloons are joy they're very joyful they're very i think childlike and playful and happy and no matter the color the shape whatever uh, wherever and however we see them you don't even have to know the event just seeing balloons is joyful so as soon as I saw that again they go away now if I if I slip a little bit where I have a few days or a week or something where I'm slipping away from my joy I will start to see balloons again but to go back to this what I'm saying is I have seen signs for and I know this happens to a lot of people for some things for a long time for many, many years. And you're thinking, oh God, and I'm pretty positive, pretty darn positive, but thinking, oh my gosh, I've been seeing, is this ever going to manifest? Well, because one of the missing pieces was joy and gratitude. So now things that have been circling the drain for years are now finally coming down the drain because I've consciously daily focused on the missing pieces, which which for me was gratitude and joy. Now, what I mean by this is that it doesn't, this is why we hear the, the quote or the phrase, it doesn't take time, it takes alignment. That's what that means. So there are things, there's something uh, with a specific company that I've received signs for for years. And I'm just now watching it now start to come closer and come down the drain. And I see you. I, I see you with my third eye. I see you with all my eyes. I see you. I smell you. I can, I can sense it. 
I don't know the exact day it's going to pop up. I don't know the exact opportunity, but I see you. I see you coming closer. <laughs> um, so that's part of, I, I like I said, there's still going to be an element of surprise. Spirit likes to surprise us. It likes to keep us on our toes. Not in a mean way, just to re-remind us that we're here to believe and have faith and trust in the unseen because all of life is letting go. All of it. We're not supposed to know the next step. We're just supposed to have fun doing it and trust and have faith. I've had some real intense experiences that I'll go into in separate podcasts about surrendering and, and, and believing that the universe will really deliver what I desire and how is it really going to do that? I don't really know. Do you really get me? And it does. It does. But I've had to really let go of it 100% and watch it bring, back, bring it back into my awareness or bring it back in a, in a much better way, in a much better form than what I ever thought. So this is you know, we have to develop a, a, a relationship with our intuition. It is a skill, as I say, just like learning how to play tennis or ride a bike, you're going to have to learn how to strengthen it. Uh, learning what repeating numbers mean. That's the way we can, you know, receive guidance. Once we're seeing maybe repeating threes, once we realize what it wants us to either let go of, move forward with or embody, the repeating threes go away and maybe they turn into sevens or into nines. Um, so it can be repeating numbers, songs that get stuck in our head, dreams. This is a great way for our intuition to communicate with us. I have a whole podcast episode on that. That is actually my most popular episode is interpreting dreams. Um, as I say, you know, receipts and billboards and like I said, the crowns that were coming my way. Um, why I was always dating Leo men. I, I think I've talked about this and they were, again, seeing myself as being a leader. Um, I felt that they were flashy and showy, and I liked to sit kind of in the background. But no, as soon as I realized that that was a, a limiting belief, I lifted that and all the Leo men went away. Um, things like, I've, I've talked a little bit about this on Instagram, but we know our sun that we're born under, so I'm a Libra. We know our moon. But our rising is actually really interesting. Our rising is at zero when we're born. And actually, we grow more into our sun sign, our rising sign, than, than you know what we're born under the sun sign. Meaning growing to embody our rising sign is us meeting our point of destiny. So for me, mine is Leo. Realizing that I do like to be on a stage. I do like to lead. I do like to be out front. So as soon as I did that, that's again when I started my podcast, hence aligning me with um, part of my destiny, part of a big, big, big part in my chart. So realizing intuition, how it's coming through, how it speaks to you. Maybe you love numbers. Maybe you love songs. Maybe you love um, getting readings from people, whatever it is. Maybe it's astrology. Maybe it's numerology. Any of this is how we communicate with the unseen. This is how we have to, a big part to navigating in our awakening is believing in the unseen, having faith in the unseen. I don't move through my day with what's in front of me. I move through with what I feel. Somebody says something and I feel, oh, I can feel I've shifted something around this or I can feel something coming with this or I see a license plate and I'm like, oh, 
It's showing me I need to embody a little bit more joy or move back into gratitude. This is key. Your co-creation with the universe and learning how your intuition is communicating with you and how to interpret the messages we see. To wrap this podcast episode up, I wanted to finish by talking about some of what I find to be the the biggest veils for humanity. They're actually veils that I have worked through myself as well. And they're veils that I know everyone, everyone bumps up against. And I have a short list here. The, the first one I have on the list is receiving. And yes, I've talked about this. I have separate podcast episodes just on receiving. I think I have two other ones. Because receiving is, yes, feminine energy. And the way I've kind of shared about it before is that, you know, giving is very easy. Giving, remember, implies a sense of control. And what what are we doing here? We're here to remember that we are not in control, right? To be- believe and have faith and trust in the unseen and, and reestablish that connection to the unseen, to the divine, that kind of Maybe one, we want to call it that invisible thread uh, to the to the divine. So many people have a hard time letting go or manifesting or co-creating or remembering that we are souls with a body, not a body with a soul, that we didn't come here just to pay bills and die, how to interpret messages, whether it's seeing, you know, animals or repeating numbers or feathers or songs that get stuck in our head or again, like those, a license plate that has... A, a specific meaning for you right outside your your home and keeps reappearing forgetting that because that is the connection to the unseen the divine the divine feminine so remember everything is kind of with the divine feminine it's it's inward and it is the hidden it's not super obvious uh it's ruled by the moon remember divine masculine is ruled by the sun and which is much more, you know, visible than, than with the moon, things are much more hidden. So receiving is, so giving is masculine energy, meaning this is very easy because it does imply, as I said, that sense of control. And it means that we get to pick, remember the who, the when, the where, and the how that this, that we're going to give something that it's going to come through. Receiving on the opposite end is, is, can be very difficult to re-remember that, to embody that, to integrate that, because we just mean, that means we just have to be open. We don't get to pick the who, the when, the where, and the how. We just have to have faith and trust that we know it's going to come through. It's going to happen. It's going to manifest, materialize for us. But we don't know, again, the day, uh, the form. Is it going to be through an email, through a person, uh, through whatever, right? Some sort of other uh, thing we're not expecting. It just requires us to be open, to allow. And this is very difficult, I find, for, for many, many people, many, many souls. Now, um, so receiving, again, is kind of a veil. Is a veil I know a lot of, all of us bump up against. And myself, I've had to go through just many, many, almost the way my guides and angels and guides have have shared it with me as many guideposts, many gates 
uh, of, of doing that. One is receive, be okay with receiving compliments, then obviously receiving bigger things like gifts, gifts, um, physical gifts and money and opportunities. Then it's just receiving even bigger things from there. So I had to not downplay just simple, simple compliments like I like your earrings or that's a great bag and just not say, oh, thank you. I got this on sale or, oh, I got this at Nordstrom's rack many years ago. No, I just receive it and be okay with that and know that it's a form of abundance. Now, uh, the other one I have written down is slowing down and getting outside. I wrote those two down together, meaning, you know, there's so much in our world that that is kind of barking at us to do so much in a day to get things done to have this to do list, whether it's TVs or phone or social media or emails or things from our work, you know, slash career. But really, as I've talked about again before that the true pace of life is the pace of nature. So not only is that cyclical and not, uh, you know, we we work pretty much 12 months out of the year. We're, we're coming into, as I'm recording this, this is the middle to end of October, we're coming into what is a time of season where we should be slowing down. The days are going to be the shortest days, the darkest days. We're needing to go inward, both metaphorically, physically, all that stuff, not out and about and doing as much as like we do in the summer months when there's so much sunlight and the days are much, much longer. And but but nature again does not go 24 seven, she does have these cycles so that we can rest and nourish and replenish so that then in the spring, we can we have the energy to sprout up again. So slowing down and getting outside Getting outside helps us re-remember that pace. You know, you sit down, and I think anybody knows if you watch just waves lapping at the shore or a squirrel, you know, bounding from tree to tree or leaves falling from the trees. We realize, again, that famous quote, you know, nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Remember, this was a big unwinding for me, receiving, slowing down, and as I've, as I've talked about before, you know, it's all frequency. It's all frequency. It's not. So how much I receive is based more on my frequency than how much I'm actually doing or sharing or posting or creating in a day. So now to actually receive this uh, kind of these opportunities that have now come back around that I saw that kind of started my awakening, kind of shook, shook things up and then went away as quickly as they appeared, went away, have come back. But to receive them, sure, or, or to align with them, I had to definitely remove veils, you know, not uh, not gossiping, not complaining, um, healthier tips, you know, all these things that I've talked about, learn how to interpret um, guidance from my intuition, learn that I really do like being a leader, that I am seen and heard, all these different veils, all these different fears, all these different limiting beliefs. But one of the biggest ones was I had to slow down to receive more. Like I said, it was too frantic. It couldn't, it couldn't ever then, it kept circling the drain. It couldn't then ever come down the drain. So slowing down actually allowed me to receive more. So slowing down, remember, um, the more I rest, the more I receive. And there it is. 
And so getting outside, I really do try to get outside daily until there's like snow and ice on the ground. Take off my socks and shoes, put my bare feet on the earth. So wherever you are, a city, whatever it is, just 15 minutes outside without electronics, without, you know, a fit tracker or electric watch or any of that stuff or a phone, leave that all inside in a drawer and just look at the clouds for 15 minutes. Look at the trees, how they sway and how they move in the breeze. Look at, look at, you know, the dogs that are in the park and just the utter joy that is, that is coming from dogs just rolling around or, you know, playing fetch with a, with a ball. That is, that's just pure joy. Medicine, the medicine from dogs is unconditional love and joy without a doubt. So slowing down, getting outside, I find this is again, a big veil for humanity realizing that, you know, we're not supposed to be in front of computers all day or always have to respond to every email, every text message. Slowing down enabled me to receive more. It wasn't doing more, wasn't creating more, wasn't posting more. Yes, I have to move forward with the guidance and the ideas that I get, but it's more about actually receiving and slowing down. So then I also have, um, you know, doing less. And that's what I, what I talked about. Remember, receiving guidance is the first step. And we receive guidance by, you know, getting quiet, by meditating, by journaling, by going for a walk, getting outside. And then we take those inspired action steps. The action steps don't come first. It's the guidance that comes first. And then also I have on the list, I wrote down the, the complaining, the gossiping, the bitching. Again, I find that this is hard for people to really become aware, you know, identify that they are doing this. And this is because, again, not only does energy flow where attention goes, but I don't think they realize how much they're complaining is may not be a big kind of complaining fest, but complaining about life or things not going their way or this or that or the weather even though oh, it's so overcast today or oh, it's so rainy. Well, sunshine all the time creates a desert, right? We don't want it to be sunny every day. But yeah, we also don't want it to rain every day either. But sunshine all the time creates a desert. Every time somebody says to me, oh, well, it's raining today. And you know, they make some comment where they don't like that. Usually my response is, actually, we really need it. I go sit with my trees in the park daily. And if you talk to the earth, she was really dry. She really needed it. And then most people look at me and they go, oh, yeah, you're right. It has been really dry. Or yeah, I agree. So Again, stopping the, you know, energy flows where attention goes. Anytime we give something uh, energy and focus, that then pl plants a seed in our mind and the people's minds around us of what potentially could happen. So to speak, good or bad. So I don't like to sit there. Everybody has their own path. Everybody's fighting their own battles, their own struggles. Let's just, who cares if that person has hot pink hair? Maybe that's just... I don't know, maybe that's what brings them joy. Why is that um, something to, you know, talk about or laugh about? Or maybe somebody was in a was in an accident or, or in, had some big sports injury growing up. We have no idea. I just find that really stopping the gossiping, the complaining is a big one, is a big one. So I hope that, uh, you know, as always, that uh, 
that now knowing these these six kind of tips, these six tools to navigate your awakening is inspiring, is helpful, you know, is comforting. Um, it's going to take time again to, to, um, to learn how to use these. Maybe you're going to rely on one more than the other. And I will say I did make a note here at the bottom, bottom of my kind of outline here. I wrote coming out of your awakening. Now, I haven't really actually chatted with my friends who are really good at doing the inner work. And was there a specific moment? I usually find it's not. It's not like a specific day, like, haha, here it is. We, you know, we're offering you this job, or here's a big, I don't know, bag of money, whatever it is. It's not usually a specific day. It is kind of like anything a slow build. You you watch more abundance come into your life, more prosperity, more health, more joy, more ease, more pleasure. All of that kind of is a slow build. All of a sudden you look back, kind of like looking back when once you've gotten a reading or you've pulled a tarot card and be like, oh, that's what the Three of Cups was referring to. Or that's what my astrologer meant when she said this. So it is, like I said, kind of a slow build. I would say almost mine was kind of a specific day when I when I learned about something, but it's been a slow build then from there as it kind of blossoms and opens up and grows and really realize uh, my involvement in it and, and how how aligned it really is, which I will say that it is everything everything that I'm naturally good at. So it's not just the spiritual stuff and the health and wellness stuff. It's also the style things. That's how, um, that's how it should be. It should be all the things that we are naturally good at. And when we just get to do them, I will say though, that, um, coming out of the awakening, while it may not be again, you know, one, one specific day, one specific email, one specific pivotal moment, it will be a slow build. I will say you would definitely, like I said, you'll notice things come back around. So mine was a career thing offered kind of my dream job at the time in uh, February of 2015. And as quickly as it went away, it's now come back, like I said, but kind of blown up on a much bigger, a much bigger way, a much more aligned way. Um, so like I said, it things will, it's not going to anybody else. It is, it is meant for me and it is things I'm meant to align with. Again, remember, I'm in competition with nobody. No one is you and that is your power. There are lots of other people that talk about spirituality, lots of other people that talk about fashion and wellness, but I can only, nobody can talk about it and present it in the way and will have the ideas that I have. So I'm in competition with no one. So those are my opportunities meant for me. It's just waiting for me to, remember it's not time, it's alignment. I will say definitely though, uh, friends that I've chatted with, you will feel, obviously you will feel the most important thing I think and noticeable thing is you will feel more like yourself. Yes, your friend group may change and be different. Same thing with relationships with family members. You may have changed, totally changed careers or where you're, where you're residing. Maybe you've even moved countries. Um, maybe you've, yes, dyed your hair, whatever it is. But you will definitely feel more like yourself than ever before. And by that, I also mean lighter. You will feel lighter because you will have literally lifted these limiting beliefs, these veils, these, um, you know, trauma responses that you've carried either from past lives or this lifetime. 
And I always find when I do the inner work that then something comes in the physical, some sort of modality. Like I just had a cranial sacral appointment the other day. I have a PEMF appointment tomorrow. Um, I had an acupuncture session uh, two months ago. And every time I go sit down with that practitioner, I'm like, yup, even though I've had this appointment for a week or two weeks or a month, I know what I shifted. I know what veil I lifted, why I'm sitting here on this table right now. None of it is lost on me. Um, and so you will feel lighter physically, mentally, emotionally. You will feel more like yourself. And your true self is going to be healthier, more joyful, more abundant, more prosperous, more aligned. It's It's pretty hard to kind of sway me off my path. I'm so, so aligned and I'm so good at interpreting guidance now. My communication with my intuition, communication with the divine, that co-creation, I'm good at reading signs. Even now during eclipse season, I'm recording this now at the end of October. Uh, eclipse season always kind of speeds things up. It pushes you, not nudges you into your destiny and, and soul path and purpose. Uh, eclipse season is very much, you know, you think you see, see and know where you're going, but the universe is like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to take you over here because uh, I've got something for you to integrate or embody. And then we might bring you back to where you think you're going, or maybe you're just going to go in an entirely new direction. This is why uh, election season is always an eclipse season. It's always kind of a shake up. You never know exactly how it's going to shake down and land. And I'm talking about eclipse season now because I now can navigate eclipse season kind of uh, something like the way I would describe it is I saw something happen a couple months ago. I actually pulled a tarot card on it. Something happened that day. So I specifically went to my deck and pulled a card and it was very clear. It was basically like, you moving forward, certain people and things cannot come with you. Okay, noted, heard, I got it. So now I'm watching things kind of uh, eclipse season create tower moments for these other people. And I just kind of get to sit back, no judgment, but just sit back and uh, watch the universe eclipse season do what it do. I saw this coming. I didn't see this coming, but I didn't know it was going to be so dramatic, but there it is. So um, you'll find things are much calmer in your life. Not that you won't have tower moments, but if you do have tower moments, they're not going to last as long and they're also not going to be as traumatizing as when you have not gone through your awakening because you have these six tools that we've talked about. Thank you, as always, for listening. I am going to list a few helpful books here. These are the ones that I use starting out in my awakening. I have them listed in a blog post. I'll see if I can link that in the description of this podcast. But the Encyclopedia of Angels, uh, you know, gods, goddesses, and deities, the ones that you, the one that you can flip to and just call in certain certain ones to help you, is called the Complete the Complete Encyclopedia of Angels by Suzanne Gregg. Gregg is spelled G R E G G. The book that that I truly started my awakening with the very first one I was reading was called The Psychic Pathway by Sonia Coquette. Coquette is spelled C-H-O 
Q-U-E-T-T-E, and that is called the Psychic Pathway. That's where I learned that we have, you know, joy guides and runners. I learned, I don't even know that, that there was seven chakras, actually. There's not really seven, there's 12, but I don't think she goes over all 12 in that book, but that's where I first learned about the first seven. Um, you know, it was just each chapter was... Um, was you're supposed to integrate each chapter, like take a week or a month to integrate each one. That was really a great step-by-step guidebook. So that's the Psychic Pathway. The other one was the Complete Encyclopedia of Angels by Suzanne Gregg. Another one that I really, really, really love is called Animal Speak. And it is by, let's see, Ted Andrews. And this is a great one about when you keep seeing a giraffe or you keep seeing an eagle or a spider, it will tell you what that scene that animal is nudging you to to you know let go of or journal about or notice or recognize or embody in yourself I have a podcast talking about how the spider is my spirit animal it's super interesting if you read what the spider what he says about the spider in there and it is really really great really uh, really lovely he also talks about different landscapes so we can use this when we're interpreting dreams if you interpret you're on a mountaintop that's very different than a meadow versus different than obviously a forest or a city landscape or or just like a, a backyard garden that book is really a book I love and refer to a lot so I hope uh, that that's helpful any other questions or clarity of course just uh, reach out let me know my website is as we know lifting dash the dash veil remember if there aren't dashes in between the words it looks a little bit like lifting the evil which is kind of what it is so thank you again and I look forward to connecting with you soon